0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: My pet mouse Elvis died last night. He was caught in a trap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow,
0: that might be the loudest Medden that's, laugh ever.
1: That's a rare Medden laugh. That oh, is... I love a bit of Elvis as well, though. So <laughs> oh, loves, yeah, it yeah, does be. laughs me. go. That's really good. I don't think we've ever seen that. No, ever I liked that
0: remarkable
1: scenes. Absolute scenes. I was surprised. I knew Lawrence would like it, but Medlin, that's... I have to remember that Elvis tick. You're like my dad. Anything Elvis related, he loves. <laughs> Although we have been to Graceland together, so exactly, I, I yeah, yeah. we should have we've,
2: that. We've driven around uh, a yeah. lot of Memphis playing
1: Elvis non-stop, so... That's true. I did know that deep down, I think, and just forgot it. Yeah. But, with all due respect, Medlin, your opinion, when it comes to my <laughs> jokes, less important than the... Opinion of Mr. Baratto here.
0: Well, I'm I'm going to take Medlin's um, reaction into account because, frankly, yep. he's never laughed like that. So <laughs> yeah, um... ever <laughs> not yeah. just to uh, my jokes.
1: He's my never, life. he's never he's never felt joy in any capacity. <laughs> um,
0: and I loved it too, Nate. So I'm going to give you a score of nine point nine.
1: Oh, what what was the missing point zero one?
0: It just because. I don't want to ruin the score because you want to keep it different, (laughs) and I I just want to make sure that it wasn't in the top five jokes you've ever told. But I did love it a lot, so I wanted to give it as much
1: love. Yes,
0: I wanted to give it as much love,
1: but you know, maybe
0: I can't remember the the scores I've given already, but I want it to be top ten.
1: I think the scoring system is kind of fluid, but I like I like that I like that. You know, it's a fluid system, uh, and we're just gonna roll with it.
0: Oh, you know what? No, stop it. I'm upgrading it to ten. I loved
1: it. I did love
0: it. It's a ten. It's a ten. It's a ten.
1: No, no, no. It's too late now. Have <laughs> you I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a, don't want a, a handout ten. I'm nine. sorry. Nine. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry. Nate, I've been controlling the scoring system. If I want to change the score, I feel that's like okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I respectfully decline that. <laughs> the revision. Yeah, no, I, I do. I don't. Want, I don't want a ten. I want the nine point nine nine. We haven't had that yet in the pod, i don't think so i feel no, like true. i'm
2: and only two weeks not two weeks, only two episodes ago you had a 10.2 so that's true yeah yeah I'm, but then I'm
1: what thinking. do you think you're, you're the you're the adjudicator here can i reject a 10 you can especially yeah. a 10 that wasn't a 10 the
2: thing is you can okay. only reject if you think it's too high and you were given a score you're happy i mean with. actually no think... yeah you can only reject if you're given a score you're happy with so in future if he if he did that and it was like i don't know a five and you're like yeah I'll take that and then he wanted to revise it to much higher and you wanted that higher one you can't take that either so you've you've made
1: you, you bought the bed you know what you're getting okay. into. nice good airplane reference
0: Welcome to the Pad a podcast featuring stories following a former one around the world. You've got Chris, you've got Nate, and you've got me for the latest episode. And I'm sorry it's been so so long since we've last done this. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see these boys um recently, but you guys have not been fortunate enough to listen to these boys. So the the good thing yeah. is we've squeezed an episode in, haven't we? We've well so you're not telling. One them, in.
1: You're not telling them the whole truth. We're actually much like the Beatles, both in terms of talent, but also in terms of relationship. We can't stand to be in the same room together. <laughs> That's not true. It makes it really awkward. That's why we're doing this over Zoom. Um I can't even I've I've turned my camera off. Not my camera, the, their two cameras. Can't even I can't even look at them. I can just hear them and it makes me sick, physically sick. Um but otherwise we're good. <laughs> 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 otherwise things are fine. Just to uh, clarify everyone that we we we're, we're not like the Beatles in talent or temperament. We're just a bunch of F1 journos who are very good friends. Yes. So it has terrifying. been nearly a month though since our
2: last episode it was before wow. bretto's stag so it's been wow. it's been some time and as this... listeners may have worked out bretto did survive because <laughs> he's here
1: you can hear it yeah. we haven't bad this. bad news bad news everyone apologies no! we tried to try to we tried to throw him into the water it just didn't work well we you did threw, threw me in three times yeah. you
0: threw me in three times yeah true
1: no? we tried More.
0: i had so many bruises the, the next day that i hadn't realized that I got, really? presumably when I was climbing out of the marina.
2: There was one point that you climbed out after the second time you'd been in and sat like kind of on the edge of the marina just to compose yourself and I was behind you and I kicked you back in. <laughs> uh, and I did feel a little bit bad
1: for that because your back was turned, but it was, it, it looked nice in there, it was hot. So which, it yeah, was I, lovely. Uh, yeah, just I very nearly jumped in after you, but then I didn't want people to see that, you know, me floundering around trying not to swim trying not to swim <laughs> Try not that to sink yeah, hopefully be. you're yeah. trying to trying swim. not to yeah. s- trying not to swim that's interesting can you not swim okay. very well I can swim very well but just yeah. you know I didn't want any you know wailing jokes or anything like that do you know what else you can do very well
0: if you've only got one minute to spare want to know who finish when and where sit back relax cause we got you here's Nate with the 60 second
1: review Toodle pip mums, the word, apples and pears, apples and pears. Hello everyone, as you may now have guessed, this is my review of the 2022 British Grand Prix. And to continue the tradition, I'm going to do the first bit to the Dutch national Anthem in honour of our uh, illustrious champion, Max Verstappen. So I'm going to start in three, two, one. (laughs) McLaren started the year really bad, but Lando's P2. The upgrade worked as it was meant to, but can it do it on slow speed too? Lewis Hamilton was in third position, splitting the McLarens. Oscar Piastri, unlucky might. Um, you know, you're winning the Ashes, you didn't get the podium. I think that's a fair trade. Although, joking aside, mega job from Oscar Piastri. That's why Zach Brown was willing to go to court to get you, I guess. George Russell in fifth position, that was good. Sergio Perez, we need to have a word. Sixth position in the best car in Formula One's recent history. Got to do better, mate. There's an Aussie. There's an Aussie-shaped cloud hanging over his head now. Fernando Alonso in seventh. What's happened to Aston? Albon. Driver of the year so far for me in eighth position. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Mamma mia. Ferrari down uh, at the bottom of the points. Uh, Logi Sarge was 11th. That was nice. What else happened? Gasly didn't finish. Ocon didn't finish. Bad day for Albina. And that's that's about it. Uh, Bye. I always, I always manage the times bad at the end. I I don't know what happens. I get carried away with, like fifth or sixth position, like I did then.
2: I, I think. In fact, I'm going to just make sure.
1: I'm just going to,
2: just going to check this. Hang on a second.
1: Toodle pip, mums the word. Apples and pears, apples and pears. Hello, everyone. As you may now have guessed, this is my review of the 2022 British Grand Prix. And to continue the tradition, I'm going to do the first bit to the Dutch national anthem in honor of our illustrious champion. Max Verstappen, so I'm going to start in three, two, one. You don't need to start. There's two issues there.
2: You. 2022. The, yeah, you call it the 2022 race. So uh, that's that's last year. Just yeah. <laughs> okay. But you've but got you me. Also, kind of don't mention the fact that Max Verstappen actually
1: won the race. No, that's why I'm doing the Dutch national anthem. We know he won. That's now that's now so known. I don't need to. I don't need to waste 60 seconds. Saying Max Verstappen won. Everyone knows that. You just I'm honouring at P2. him. Just start a P2. Yeah. Okay. Ma- I'm doing it in the Dutch National Anthem in, in, in honour of him winning. He's mega. What else am I to say? Max uh, won. Well, I noticed.
2: Yeah. I noticed you said he's the illustrious champion because he is the defending champion. So I got that much. But then Although, it the way it went straight into Langer. That's wrong, isn't
1: it? Because if that was the 2022 British Grand Prix, he wasn't. Oh, no, no, yeah, shit. He, no, he was. I don't know if that counts again, mate. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's debate Abu Dhabi 21, shall we? because that's not been talked about yet oh, no. <laughs> it's a Sunday evening in early December Nicholas Latifi has crashed into the wall what's stop. gonna happen anyway we've killed the polygon. again yeah, we? yeah, um, but, yeah.
0: okay well let's chat about the British Grand Prix we were all there the
1: 2023 won. one
0: the 2023 yeah, edition. Yeah. Well, I mean, the
1: 2022 one was I brilliant. Mean... Yeah. Through goes Hamilton Stop and it. other such things. Um, <laughs> we're going to get a line in from Monty.
2: We're, he's about to come home. This is about to get crazy. I okay, don't if the going to pick
1: it up, but if we're ready for it, get we're ready. ready. Let's just let's crack it, on. I'm not and Monty, Monty's background. There he is. I can hear him. Wow. No, uh, <laughs> Listeners, that's just, that's just Meta's. He's just really upset about the review, <laughs> yelping. Uh,
0: um, he's so
2: excited, Monty is so excited So excited, he's gone crazy he's, he, adults, It's like, it, it's like I'm just, the one that
1: went away But he's the one who was out So I mean they really, ever not gonna go ahead. Like, that excited? Are they ever not just like, oh hey, how you doing? Nice <laughs> to see you uh, When you, <laughs> you leave know? a room, pretty much actually That's kind of it, yeah like, I mean, uh, he's just I, a bit I, calmer I, than that but. Yeah, it's like it's like Every time they see it it's like the first time they've seen anything They're like, oh yeah. my god, biggest Biggest day of my life huge. Anyway, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just I could have muted and I thought, you know what, I'm just going. I'm just no. Gonna, no, 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 it was a good insalute, thanks, Monty. It's back again. Um, He's gone again. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Nate, British Grand Prix.
0: Nate, you only turned up halfway through the weekend, there, didn't you?
1: I did. I did indeed. Why was man. that? Why was that? Because of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Uh, I went on Thursday to see Bruce at Hyde Park, and then because obviously Friday's just practice day, I was like, oh, I can just you know I can cover back home if needed, but I was basically off. And I didn't miss anything. Um, I understand Sonny Hayes had a, you know, had a good start to the weekend. So I missed miss mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Um, but no, um, but Bruce was amazing. Uh, three hour set. Let me read his encore. Okay. This is, this is the encore of a, after someone's played for two and a half hours. Two and a half bloody hours. I'm talking <laughs> like this because I'm trying to find the encore as we speak <laughs> in my phone. Okay, everybody. Here it is. <clears throat> this is song 22. This starts with Born in the USA. Absolute banger, one of his best songs. Rarely plays it as well. Twenty-three, born to run, another classic. Twenty four, Bobby Jean. Everyone loves that. All beginning with B's so far. No, <laughs> no, it's a pattern. There isn't one. So get out of your head. Twenty-five, Glory Days. Doesn't begin with B, but is a great song. Twenty-six, my favorite, dancing in the dark, absolute classic. And then twenty seventh, tenth Avenue Freeze Art. That's after two and a half hours, bro. That's
0: a hell of an encore.
1: It is, isn't it? What was he playing for the first two and a half hours, you ask? Well, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to our listeners. Next time I'll read the first 21 songs. This has reminded um,
0: me of the episode where you just listed names of places in Australia.
1: That was one of our... Well, it's a mixed episode. I think that's, that's had some of the worst reviews, but um, I quite enjoyed it. Has it? I uh, thought it went down well. Did it go down badly? West... I didn't pay attention. No, no, I just know one person who listened to it and was like, what were you doing? I was like, we were listing places in Western Australia. Keep up. Uh... Come on. In Perth. A great episode, I thought. Uh, we should do it again sometime. Anyway, sorry. So yes, yes I did. Thing. I missed. I missed Media Day, but I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything important. I didn't miss qualifying. Didn't miss the race, and I didn't miss Bruce Springsteen. So, all in all, ten out of ten weekend. And then you didn't miss the bit you, we were
2: going to talk about pretty much from the start of this podcast and haven't actually mentioned yet. What's that? What happened this week? There was a pretty tire test. <laughs> was it? <there>? Yeah. <laughs> And it and it was riveting. It was okay.
1: Yeah. Anything happened? Anything happened after it? After it? No. During it. During it. Yeah. Uh, someone spun. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. They yeah. did actually. A few of them spun. Yeah. Spun. Some people spun some headlines. Some PR was spun. Uh, we're talking about Danny Rick, dear listeners.
0: Wow. I wasn't sure how long it was going to take you to get <laughs> <Yeah>. there.
1: <laughs> well, I just assume we are. I don't know. Measures might be. Medis yes. might be talking about Mick Schumacher's yes, tie test. I don't know, um, but yeah, Danny know, Rick back it? at AlphaTauri. Uh, so Danny forts.
0: Danny Rick's pursuit of greatness is back on, mate.
1: No, it is, is the, name, mean, of book,
0: it? Is the pursuit, name of your book, isn't
1: it? Pursuit of greatness in brackets back on question mark close brackets. You know, for so, so keep it grammatically uh, <laughs> grammatically <laughs> tight. Um, no, I mean amazing news, absolutely amazing news, and it seems like the way it kind of developed over the weekend was pretty crazy you know he went from he basically realized there's a there's a potential here I think he spent Monday kind of calling reaching out to people and being like what's this team actually like you know I know what Red Bull's like but I don't you know it's been a long time and then yeah Tuesday mega I think Medes was the first non-Dutch speaking journalist to actually break it so uh, you make Could it like I don't speak Dutch <laughs> speak Dutch right now say my name's Chris Medland and I'm Dutch give me a second. Silence, <laughs> deafening silence there from the supposed <laughs> Dutch Chris Oh, uh, can, we,
0: can we let this play out though, because I'm looking forward to his pronunciation. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we wait until he says something in Dutch. What do you want me to say again? Uh, hello, my name is Chris Madland, and I am Dutch. I am Dutch. I am Dutch, which will be like... Well, I'm Dutch, you know. If being Dutch or okay. something. I am, but you know.
2: Uh, you know, it's not as quite as challenging as you'd think, although I will be murdering it, I'm sure, but it's Hello, my name is Chris Medland and I'm from
1: Netherlands. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was very believable.
0: That uh, was better than I thought you were going to deliver. Yeah.
1: Uh, mm. Wow. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, What do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent.
0: Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar.
1: Wow. Chris van der Medland there, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Chris 10 Medland. 10 with a small T. Like 10 hog. Oh, I see. Um. But yeah, uh, what, what do you guys think? I know we're all big Danny Rick fans. It's, it's pretty great news, isn't it? Not for, I mean, for negative of reasons, it's kind of, kind of shitty. We can get into that. But for Danny Rick, pretty mega.
2: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Cause, so I interviewed Danny on Sunday pre-race, live on our radio show. And he was in like quite a mischievous mood. And like I'm pretty sure he knew by then, or knew that it was on the cards at that point. Because I'll, I'll fast forward to the whole point that Red Bull then did, oh, it was the tire test that really like yeah he was so quick and we're like we've got to mm-hmm. get him in but they don't make that decision that quickly like if he's in the no. car like how are you going to get him to sign the contract or agree to no. do it or whatever I like, think
1: it I think it just it any any lingering doubts there were they were just like okay this is you know this guy is as good as it was um, I think that I think the deal was basically pretty much done mm-hmm. he gets in the car and they're like cool we're going to do it because also some of his guys were we obviously stateside still so you know they had to wait a, a little bit for that um, yeah yeah, I, yeah, I, I, just I think right, that like, he, he didn't know like he, you
2: know, he was uh, very much aware by I don't know when but Sunday when I mm. spoke to him, he must have known. And uh, at one point, he said he was like, basically hanging out to get back in the car and really wanted to come back and he was missing racing and this sort of stuff. And it was the first time he'd properly gone from no, the brakes good for me um, mm. to I want to get back and I'm confident I will. So um, yeah, I really wish I picked up on that. But it wasn't that explicit and obvious.
1: But, well, uh, same. So yeah. I had the same kind of thing. I so I got there Saturday. I went down to Red Bull because you know I had to actually talk to either Ricardo or one of his one of his guys from CAA just about some other stuff, um, and walk in. And Ricardo's right behind me, and I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, how's it going?" We chatted a little bit, and you guys will know. You go up the ramp, and you're right there by that bar, and we were just stood there. And he was kind of waiting to go talk to some people, and I was like, "Don't let me keep you." He's like, "No, no, it's fine." Um, we, I said, "How's you know looking forward to the test?" He said, "Yeah, man." So I've been really looking forward to it. And he said something along the lines of like, I, I've been, I actually don't didn't realize how much I've, I've missed being in an F1 car. Mm. And I was like, huh, yeah, cool. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes how your brain just doesn't pick up on obvious stuff. It felt like an obvious point to be like, well, you know, looks like, you know, the obvious question then would have been, well, there might be a vacancy there. I don't know if you know, you know, <laughs> Alpha Tauri like feels like, you know, if there's any point to be keen to get back into a car, it's then. So um, from what I understand from like this week, I think basically he was like, look, if this is something we're going to do and this is the only chance I'm going to get to do it, we've got to do it now. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't wait six months. Liam Lawson could come in, could do a mega job. Helmut Marco could say, well, look, we've got Liam, we've got Liam Lawson in, you know, we're going to keep him there, going to keep Yuki there, you know, for however long. And then boom, that the small door you'd given yourself to come back into F1 is completely gone because you didn't want to, you didn't want to take it. So I totally get why. Um, I just don't know how good he's going to be at a B because that car's pretty bad. As Nick DeFerese found out.
0: I think that's partly why he didn't really want to do it. And that's why he always really wanted to come back in 2024. A, he wanted right. to escape having this car. B, he wanted to have a good pre-season, I think, coming into his return. Mm. Also, fitness-wise, like, I'm not saying he's not in shape, but he's obviously not being trained to the point that he would have done well, it if he was in, in um, full-time racing.
1: Mm. Yeah, sorry, you, But you're right. That's the other thing he said to me. I said, How are you feeling about the test? He said, Yeah, I think my neck's going to fall off. But other than that, I think we're good. So I think he, even then, he was like, You know, the fitness isn't quite where he wants to be. I mean, that I was think Silverstone
2: so. as well, wasn't it? So, like, yeah, properly high speed yeah. circuit where you, you're going to need it. but, And in the Red Bull, which is a great car. But that's the weird thing. If he showed that he's quick in the Red Bull, it's like, Good. But you've got to be quick in the car that's 10th in the championship, not first.
1: Yeah.
0: He kind of didn't have a lot of choice, I don't think, because if Helmets asked him to come back.
1: And that's and probably in his no, contract. Isn't it? I, it's like, well, what are you doing as third driver if, if, if yeah, there's a seat reserved, free fa- for Red Bull? Yeah. So I feel like that contract. I feel like it's kind of as much as I do think Ricardo was hankering to get back into the car. I think to you, Matt, as he said he had ants in his pants, didn't he? Was that to you? He did. Yeah. Which is a great, which is a great quote and um, about getting back into racing. But I feel like as well, like if it was down to if if it was purely down to him, I think he'd still like you say, Lawrence, like the the car just this isn't exactly the greatest opportunity ever. And I don't know, I feel like if it, was, if it was purely down to him, he'd probably still say no. But obviously he's in a situation now where it's like, well, look, if you don't say yes to this, Red Bull aren't going to turn back to you and say in six months time, oh, this, this seat's open again. Do you want it mm-hmm. on your terms now? they will be like, well, no, you didn't want it six months ago. Why, you know, why do you want it now? So I think so. All of, that's, all of that's come into it.
0: I also think he's got a bit of cover now because obviously the car is so difficult. That it's not going to be the end of the world if he say he only ends up scoring a few points this year. He's basically just got to outscore or outperform Yuki. That's got to be like the the, the key yeah. thing. If he's not if he's not delivering like massive points every week, they're clearly just not going to expect that to do it. They just need to he just needs to show them enough, I think, because they were always going to put him, I think, back in Alpha Tauri yeah. before he was never going to jump straight to Red Bull. So he's just got to do enough at that team to prove that if they decide to get rid of Checo, that Daniel's ready to get back up again.
1: And well, if they think he's as good as he looked, sorry, Matt, if, if, he look, if he's as good as he looked in the test, even if nothing happens for Ricardo, it gives them a really good read on Yuki as well. So exactly. I feel like from that point of view, Red Bull are kind of in this great situation where it's like, well, we can measure what Yuki's about, you know, and obviously his temperament's kind of been questioned, you know, like <laughs> Yuki's a bit of a nutcase sometimes, like, you know, with the way he drives, like he's just sometimes you're like, you know, which Yuki are going to get? He's going to have to find a level of performance if Ricardo's up there. But at the same time, you know Ricardo didn't fare well against his last teammate, so no guarantee he does it again. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like so I spoke to one of Yuki's um, engineers there in Miami, and they were saying about how calm Yuki was this season, like how much calm he's got the longer he's been in F one, and that it's kind of a bit of an unfair portrayal that he gets on like team radio and stuff because they really mm. go for it on him. But um, yeah, I-, I think in the sense Red Bull were going, we're learning nothing really about either Yuki or Nick right now. Like Nick wasn't doing anything that was gonna convince them that he might potentially become a Red Bull driver in future. And that's essentially what that team's there for. I feel it was massively harsh that he deserved longer to try and prove himself. But I get that ne- it wasn't just a case of, oh, Nick's not done well enough, we'll get rid of him. It was because getting Daniel in meant, as you say, you learn more about Yuki and about Daniel. But it also shows to Checo that they're serious about if Daniel's yeah. good enough, then he could end up back at Red Bull. So he's got to raise his game on a Saturday. And I think in Red Bull's perfect scenario... Daniel's going to perform at AlphaTauri, but Checo's going to improve a little bit. And then they yeah. go, great, we've got a brilliant backup waiting. We've got who's who's doing marketing work for us. And he's in our junior team as well. Like he's not, we, you know, we've got yeah. Daniel Ricciardo racing for us. And he's not even in our top team. Like from a marketing perspective as well, that's brilliant for them. I, I kind of think that's their perfect scenario. And they, they, they all kind of intertwine. So if you didn't have, say, Checo underperforming and they didn't feel the need to try and put a bit of pressure on him, then they probably don't rush Danny into that seat, and Nick gets a bit longer, and that's all got nothing to do with actually how Nick performs if that makes sense,
1: yeah, no, I agree completely. I think that Nick yeah DeVries was was unlucky, but it just seems so so obvious, didn't it from even like four races in, it was like they just they're not impressed with him at all also you're you're completely right on the dream scenario, they're also trying to sell the title of the team, aren't they mm. so if you can turn around to a sponsor and say, "Well, look, Danny Rick's your driver now, you've probably just added a, a bunch you know you've you've added to that sum that you can ask for. Because rather than saying you've got Sonoda and you've got De Vries, you can say, well, you've got probably behind Lewis, maybe behind Max, the most marketable guy in Formula 1 right now in the junior team. You know, you can ask for a lot more money there. So I think from a marketing standpoint, it's been pretty clever as well.
0: I think it's a good point. And also next year's AlphaTauri, if they take as many parts from Red Bull as they say they're going to do and they mm. have a much more, a much closer collaboration, that car's actually not going to be too bad.
2: That's why Daniel so, went to go next year, isn't it?
1: Well, that's, that's why, exactly yeah. that. W- <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean I I imagine he'll just end up getting like a year and a half deal. I think I think he's signed till the end of the year from what I can tell. But like at the same time his Red Bull deal stretches beyond that. So it's not like you know it's, it's weird how those deals work, isn't it? So Yeah, Red Bull said he's um, on loan until the end of the season from
2: them at yeah, AlphaTauri, yeah, which yeah. But his odd, Red because at other times they say that all four drivers are Red Bull drivers and they pick where they go. Like within those four, those yeah, two teams. yeah, right. And then suddenly it's yeah. like, no, no, he's our driver, and we've loaned him to this team. It's, yeah, I, I, think I hadn't it's picked up on that. That's, them, that's, like the way they said, that's it. a
1: really good point. I'd never, I'd never picked up on that, but you're right. Like I remember that was a big thing, wasn't it? When they when they dropped Gasly and promoted Albon, there was a big thing because we kept saying he's been demoted, and they're like, no, 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 there's no demotion. It's just we're swapping drivers between <laughs> two teams, we're in it's like, yeah, one of them got demoted, the other <laughs> one got promoted, like from junior to senior. And they're like, no, 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 no that's not. That's not it. It's, if anything, it's, just, it's a sideways move for, for Pierre. It's like, it's not. It's yeah. not at all. I remember this, going back and forth. It was Matt, it was weird at the time. So yeah, that's a, that's a very shrewd observation, Mr. Madland. Can, can we also
2: uh, say it's so rude of Daniel to steal Oscar's Thunder as like, yeah. the amazing Aussie who did a brilliant job <laughs> as a rookie at Silverstone, and everyone felt sorry for him that he wasn't on the podium, and he should have been, as you put in the 60-second review. And he got what 36
1: hours of that and suddenly it's like but daniel and he's like ah yeah (laughs) although piastri kind of stole ricardo's thunder last year didn't he you know in the summer break so maybe maybe i'm not saying that like the two were planned obviously two are linked but i think daniel's probably glad that
2: piastri did because otherwise the thunder that was being stolen was just daniel being cut loose and nothing else so yeah it's um i mean great that they're both on back on the grid in that sense piastri piastri was mega wasn't he Really oh, good. So good. Like And and just the way he handled it all, but in that f- opening stint. And don't forget, he didn't have all the upgrades that Lando had. Now, I'm sure mm. like, the front wing wasn't worth a huge chunk that would have meant he would have smashed him or something. But it showed that he was able to match him for most of that. And um, yeah. just the way he... When I interviewed him afterwards as well, I managed to get a chat with him. And he kind of said it surprised him, but that he was calmer up the front because yeah. you know for, for the majority of his junior career... That's where he'd been racing. That's what he was used to. So to be back up there, he was like, "Oh, great, great fun. Uh, you know, this is what I'm used. To. This is my kind of like comfortable space." And uh, rather than, "Oh my god, I'm in a podium position in a Formula One race." So it's funny how I always think that mentally it's harder for these guys, but they've become so attuned to being under pressure, leading races, winning races from such a young age that by the time they reach F1, that actually for some isn't that big a deal. It's still leading a race, and they've done
1: that a million times. Yeah. He's a pretty, he's a pretty cool character, isn't he, Piastri? When you talk to him, he's just very, very sure of himself, very confident. I think he's, I think Brown was right, like last year, seeing that that potential um, he's making. And think, obviously, Lando, Lando killed it as well.
0: I think sometimes he can, come across as being quiet and unexciting, but I think it's just because yeah. it's just the way in which he's carrying himself. I don't think he feels the need to. Doesn't mean he's not interested. It's just he doesn't feel the need. He's a little bit like Andy Murray. Um, yeah,
1: there's a good comparison in, in that actually.
0: kind of sense, um, sense of it. And I do think that the longer Oscar's are around, I think more of his character will come out. But for now, all he really cares about is trying to stay on par with Lando. And I genuinely think, like you boys have both said, he thinks that he can beat Lando. And this is the perfect mm. scenario for McLaren, I think, because there's lots of chatter about Lando and how he's so desired by so many people up and down the grid, and whether or not he's going to want to stay if McLaren are struggling this is the perfect solution for them, isn't it? That they've got Oscar mm-hmm. there who's pushing him. So they're like, that's fine. You know, they're obviously not going to say that, but they're going to go, well, actually, all our eggs aren't in the Lando basket. And so yeah. going forward, I think they're in really good shape.
1: They're one of the few teams there, I think, if you look at them, who probably have two future world champions there <laughs> or world champion calibre drivers. Definitely. Obviously Mercedes, they've got Lewis, who is one, and Russell. I don't think Red Bull do. I don't think Ferrari do. Oh, McLaren no I, I just i think I, th- I think Charles could be a champion I don't think carlos i think he's always going to be a decent good driver but i don't i don't know maybe you disagree but but mcLaren right now if you looked at both those guys, you're like those two guys in the right car, the right season could win the championship and i think that's a really it's a really strong it's a really strong lineup that's an early point to make that
2: call though on on Oscar oscar oscar, <laughs> oscar. <laughs> um because yeah maybe if maybe. you think of you know carlos in the mclaren as well beating lando and then getting the move to ferrari and you're like yeah like he could well have it and mm-hmm. then over a longer period of time you get a judgment of okay very good but maybe not got the peaks that is going to need to become a world champion or something ahead of like you say a Charles. um i, I think oscar does have that potential and yeah i'd kind of based on last weekend definitely say it but i think you still got to wait a longer maybe a bit longer to kind of see it play out to know um but i think i think it's just shown yeah that zach made the right call in terms of what they did yeah and even if daniel comes back in and absolutely nails it at Alpha and even ends up back in red bull at some point and winning races that like, that's because it's an environment that works for him and the mclaren one didn't but they found
1: mm. someone it does so um it is funny how that shakes out sometimes and funny as well that I was thinking this the other day, you know, Ricardo's just gone back to Alpha You yeah, know, everyone's super, super happy. Yeah, Ricardo's back. He's joining a team that's probably 10th on a good day, is ninth in the pecking order. The team he left last year has suddenly had an upgrade, jumped up to being, I don't think they'll be there every single week, but we've seen a really competitive McLaren. So they're now kind of up second or maybe in that group behind. Red Bull, the team he should be at, are up there in first. So now all we need is Alpine to drag themselves up there as well. And Danny <laughs> Rick will be like, literally every team I've left has turned into you know, having a mega a mega car. I can't so wait for HRT that was, that was to win fun. a race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, well, maybe AlphaTauri do it. Who knows? They, you know, it's about time they won another one. Yeah. Now, let's get on to the big news. The huge news. The massive news. Yeah, this
2: is the big news. Yeah, The biggest news going and it's not... Mick Schumacher's tire test. It's not the film. You've seen the film stuff. It was, it was cool. It's all right. stuff we yeah. can't really talk about if it's actually anything to do with the film, but it was weird to have those people there. But the much bigger event happening in the UK this summer, Lawrence Barreto's wedding is... <laughs> I
0: wasn't sure if you were going to say... I thought you were going to say Wimbledon. I was away. like, Wimbledon is pretty... Three days... Uh, what day is it today? Thursday, three days, yeah. Sunday.
2: In fact... In less than 72 hours, you will be married.
0: Yeah, which is wow. really cool when you say that does sound that is, cool. That is, isn't it? That is yeah, very that cool. Is cool.
1: Is it cool, cool. or Can't are you my absolutely... 60...
2: absolutely shitting it that you're no. Not
1: ready. I. No! I'm, he's he's I'm, absolutely I'm... adorably excited. It's amazing. I'm never so seen... excited. Nate
0: has never seen me this excited.
1: No, I, um, I don't think I have. I've been at F1 races with him. He's giddy with excitement. Oh, yeah. I'm well, giddy. okay. Well, what word. about. Let's tell a quick story because when we were on the. um. What were those boats called in rib the other one The ribs. The rib. Yeah. You were pretty damn excited when we were on that. I've never. <laughs> yes. That's so. For people listening, the entire about a week or so before, and I think we joked about it on this pod. We were telling Lawrence every single one of us, me, Meadows, Lawrence, Edmondson, you know, all of all of your mates from from back home. were telling all of you. We're telling you, you're going to be jumping out of a plane or that you were going to be doing something from a great height, and you were shitting it. Oh, you, you absolutely. You tried to hide it, but you were shitting it. I And felt then the closer sick. we got to it, you looked sick when we when we went to that pub and ate. Then when we went to the, we went around the corner from that pub where we ate lunch and had a beer and you're like, what's well, this? We're like, this is what we're actually doing. We're getting on these, these ribs. What's that rigid inflatable boat, I think, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It was so fast and we went kind of around the bottom of the Isle of Wight. I've never seen you look so happy in that moment because <laughs> you suddenly, all of the, all the fear that you had that you're going to be jumping. And by, and by the way, I'd be feeling the same way. I hate heights. I can't stand heights at all. Someone took me up. You know, to do a bungee jump, I'd just be like, I just like don't. Want, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll stay up here forever. I'm not jumping off. I'd be the same. So suddenly, you could see the moment it all lifted from you, and suddenly you. Then for the next like six hours, you're basically just the happiest I've ever seen. You. It was oh, great. I was. So, I was no, it was. It was. It was really fun. Was really, really good fun. Because and I'm that, expecting more from the wedding. I hope so. I hope it's going to be
0: a great day. I'm excited that you boys are going to be there, and um, yeah, we've uh, we're excited. Um, it's all. Mate, I together. love a
1: wedding. I love a wedding. And I love, I love you, and uh,
0: Sabrina.
1: It's
0: so gonna be great. Uh, you're making me blush.
1: I know. Sorry, mate. I um, to but
0: no, no, but thanks. Like I had a wicked, a wicked stag Like you boys, properly, all of you looked after me really well. I didn't sleep the night before because of the aforementioned story yeah. about well, the jumping when you, out said, the plane. when you told
1: us that, I felt really bad. I was like, wow, he's actually taking it very seriously. I genuinely um, thought
0: it. And what has really frustrated me is that you guys never technically said that's what was going to happen. And I went no. back through all of the messages and all of the gifts. And I was suddenly thinking, I just convinced myself that this yeah. was going to happen. And you all obviously, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that was, it. that was it actually, wasn't it? None of us were saying you're jumping out of a plane, but you kept being like, do I, will I, we asked for your harness what size, which and, was Yeah. And we were like, what is your harness size? Yeah, and, we, and we did, we did do that for the, yeah. for the, for the rib. And then we were like, Oh, I just, you know, bring some stuff that, you know, you might, you know, light stuff that you know, probably aerodynamically friendly, you know, just stuff like that. And you were, you were just convincing yourself over and over, like I'm jumping out of a plane, I'm jumping out of a plane.
0: Because I think, I, I think that's the one thing I don't think I could ever do without passing out. I think I would be too. Uh, yeah. I'm I've not laughing so at terrible. you because I, I'm,
1: I'm exactly the same as you, mate. I don't <laughs> think, so I don't think I'm, cu- I don't think I'm cut out for that at all. Like, and I don't, I don't care what that makes me. I don't care. Makes me a coward. I don't care. I just don't jumping out of a plane I think I could do if there's someone on my back coming down with, but like a bungee jump oh like, what is that about why would you do a bungee <laughs> jump like what on earth you're trusting in a bit of like a like a rubber rope to just to just work like no I'm sorry who who made this rope who connected it pushing me off you have to trust that they judged
0: your weight right because if you're too yeah. heavy or too light you might just hit the ground like yeah, the rope exactly. length of not be right there's too many oh,
1: variables the entire I, I don't think i would enjoy a single second everyone says oh you'd enjoy it when you're down i'd be like even when you stop bouncing you're like how am i going to get back um, up what if they drop me yes, what if you know, yes. what, what if what if they've forgotten how to pull someone back up like what happens then do i just hang here for hours you know i don't want to do-, do that so i completely agree with you bungee jumping should be outlawed it's a shit idea and I'm glad you're getting married. I'm signing that petition. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh wow. This sorry. This escalated. So this turned into a rant about bungee jumping. I didn't mean that to be the case. Especially that's because okay. he said this had to be a short episode because he needs to get on with planning the
2: wedding. Sorry. Stuff. Yeah. Wedding.
1: Wedding stuff. Wedding yes.
0: Stuff. But that's okay. I'm excited that you guys are coming on Sunday. Um, just ho- put so put time. some knives in the ground for me so that it doesn't rain.
1: Knives in the ground. Is, Is that, a that thing? Yeah. I've never heard that before. No, Knives.
0: Yeah. Put a knife in the soil outside in the garden, and hopefully it won't rain. What? What about the ants? Why if you kill an ant doing that? We'll try not to kill any ants. As you. Well, how a... do you know they're, they're on, underground? Mate. mate, that's like when you. So do you worry about the ants when you're forking the soil and planting? Plants? What about
1: forking soil? Oh, I don't have a garden, so no, I don't have a garden. Fuck the ants. Yeah, the ants. <laughs> <laughs> they live there at their own peril. I'm just saying. I just... Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but no fork the ground I've never heard that never heard that in my life but hey if, if, if it makes you happy in the morning my neighbours will look outside <laughs> and like, what's Nate doing and I'll just be stabbing the, stabbing the no, Yeah. why did Coven they not make soil. it to the wedding when well, he was arrested for uh, possessing, yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, yeah. possessing a dangerous weapon screaming, okay. no rain
0: no no let's... <laughs> okay Okay. I changed my mind don't do that just
1: turn up and that's fine Okay. okay I'll bring a knife with me just in case No, Uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Church wield again. No
2: no rain today, Lawrence. uh, According to my phone, and I won't give away the location so that you don't get mobbed on your wedding day. Yeah. um, But it's Vegas. uh, (laughs) It says rain today at the location, rain tomorrow at the location, 50% chance of rain Saturday at the location, but only windy on Sunday. And Monday's nice, and it's dry and nice for the rest of the following week. So, amazing. Two things: one, there's a chance then that that dry spell comes earlier. Uh, Like, I feel like I feel like it's trending better than it was. Two, if anyone is sleuthy enough to, from what I've just said, work out where it is, that would be
1: damn impressive.
2: That would Um, be impressive. Honestly, in fact, you can come as Nate's plus one if you do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a deal. If you work out where it is. Um, you, 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 I think you're underplaying how good people are on the internet. better. like I've seen. Did you see when Shia LaBeouf put a, um, uh, a flag up? Uh, it was like during, it was during lockdown time, so he basically put a flag up. I think it said something like "He will not divide us." It was about Trump, and he but he put it up, and there was a camera facing it, um, and people worked out where it was based on there were planes flying overhead, the cloud cover, and they basically they then found this flag and took it down just just from just from like a, an image so someone will absolutely the right person will absolutely be able to work that out um does the right person listen to our podcast we will find out <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> i'm gonna if this happens mate <clears throat>
1: what a way to finish
0: then uh it would be an incredible incredible turn of events
1: it would i can't wait
2: right okay yeah if that,
0: you're out there no if you're no. out there <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what
1: more coordinate no we'll send you one coordinate no, no, we won't. No, we won't. No, no, won't we? Okay, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Okay,
0: let's. We'll end this now, shall we? Yeah, let's end this now. I don't know why I'm asking you guys. I'm in control here, aren't I? Right, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. You, you can with that, mate. You... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. I <laughs> right know. for
1: about seventy-two more hours. Am I right? It's a oh, wedding joke. There, oh, marriage that's
2: joke. Terrible. I'm not sure which one's getting more in
1: trouble. The fact that you
2: brought up Abu Dhabi 21 or. That you made a joke like that, I don't know. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. the episode that Nate was cancelled—it oh, has okay. been coming for how Twice many episodes we've done this show for? But anyway, it's pretty
1: tame. It's a pretty tame way to get cancelled, isn't it? Yeah, especially you... after I saved Bungee Jump. Stop digging, Nate. Stop true, digging. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, no, I'm not digging. I'm I'm cutting the soil for you, Biter. After you asked me, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's turned into digging. Oh no! Anyway, oh, no. I will now stop talking. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Alright chats, thanks very
0: much. Can we Nate's work on espn.com, Med's work on race.com, my work on f1.com and please follow us on our social channels at the pad Huck. We will do this again very, very soon.
2: Don't go bungee jumping. Bye. My name is Chris Medland And top ends!
1: Network.